Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we have Aaron, aka Don, on. Um, what's up, man? What's up, man? Life is life is good right now. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. I mean, considering yeah. what's been happening, I mean that that's good that uh, you know, some people have it going good. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, it's not going good. You know, it's for me, it's not. I like to say like you got to go hard for the ones that can't go hard. You know, so like what I'm doing right now is. For the people who can't go hard right now, I'm going hard for them. Because when they need somebody to help them out, I'm going to be there regardless. So that's what I'm kind of focusing on. Yeah, for sure. Um, you always got to do that. And, I mean, I consider, you know, us kids lucky that this happened uh, in this time. Yeah. Because, you know, we have computers now. We have phones now, you know. And yeah. we can we can afford to go hard by sitting in our bedrooms, by sitting at our desks, you know? Yeah, that's so true. So, like, my grandparents, like, I'm at my grandparents' spot, and, you know, I'm working. Right? Like, I'm working. And they're like, why are you on your computer all day and stuff like that? I'm like, because I'm working. <laughs> and they're like, that's not working. I'm like, I get paid to do this. And they're like, okay. So it's like, my mama asked me something, and my granddad already knows. Like, he takes me more serious than anybody. And he's like, he's working right now. I'm like, Thank you, Grenette. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> yeah, there's, you, there's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Now I was going to be like, even though I'm on like Twitter every day, Instagram all day, Twitter and TikTok and stuff like that, that's working, you know? But uh, Yeah, 100%. that's your job. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that generational gap, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's taken a while and, and it's still taking a while for, uh, you know, the older generations to really get a hold of that idea that when a kid... Mm-hmm. Or a person is on the computer. It doesn't mean they're playing games. That's the no. new. Right. That's it. This is it yeah. now. I mean, they're going to learn. You know, school starting back, but it's starting back digitally, online. Parents are not going to become, they're going to have to become more tech savvy and stuff like that. So it's really pushing, like really, quarantine is pushing everybody to be digital, whether you like it or not. You're going to have to learn how to, go to Google Chrome and do Google Drive, Google Docs and stuff like that. And uh, I think it's awesome. It's awesome and it has its bad effects, but it's has, it, if everybody pays attention to the good side, I think good things should come out of it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's something that we knew was going to happen. We yeah. knew life in general was going to keep going more and more towards digital. But this thing just sped it up like 10 times. A hundred percent. I'm glad you and said that, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there, there was kind of that barrier, right? Like, mm-hmm. why would an older person take the time to learn how to use Zoom, learn how to use Google? But now they have to. And so yeah. once that barrier is down, right, it's all, it's all open from there. They realize that it's much easier to do everything right. on the computer, right? 100%. And then I think, like, tech. So we got to think about tech, right? Like, honestly, tech wasn't so easy back then, you know? Like, you open your phone, and now you're like, okay, what am I looking at? Like, my phone's not telling me anything. Now you hop on your iPhone and it has like a whole tutorial on like, this is this, that is that. And I'm like, okay, you know? So like, you know, even though you can still give up my iPhone now, they're probably still not gonna know what to do. It doesn't matter. Cause you're gonna have to call that doctor to plan your, your schedule. You know, you might have to check your email and stuff like that, but a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, things just keep getting simultaneously better and mm-hmm. you know, arguably more important easier by the day yeah 100 percent. and i also think this though like you know people think like people was like i'm more i'm super in like esports and gaming right so like 
people are like quarantine help esports and gaming. I'm like, no. Like esports and gaming was already on that uphill. Only thing quarantine probably did was like speed it up. Even though esports and gaming was at this fast rate, like you're listening to David Booker, um, all these guys who are playing like basketball and they're stars, admit that they're off on their off time, they're grinding video games. And so like with quarantine, that put a pause in the NBA. And now you're seeing like all these NBA players, all these celebrities play video games. And you're like, oh, wow. Like all the geeks come out now. You, you know, you hear the MMA fighters talking about they watch anime, they play video games. It's like, it's forcing everybody to really pay attention. It's like, yo, there's a life on the digital world. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that kind of just goes to show because all these things, playing video games, watching mm -hmm. anime, I mean, at, at one point, you know, as a kid in school, those things were lame, man. That's those things fact. were so lame. Mm -hmm. But that, I feel like that's, that's how, uh, you know, culture changes. Something, something comes out and a small group of people like it. Yeah. Um, and they're considered lame for it. But as that thing becomes more and more mainstream, then you realize that those people who were on it first yeah, they were like the, they're like the OGs. They're the ones who started yeah. it up. Hundred percent. Like think about it like this: all the nerds are cool kids now. Yeah. All the geeks are cool kids now. Like one, all the nerds and geeks are now getting paid. Like, you know, society cool kids. Like you watch a movie and it's the the jock football player who's getting scholarships. He's getting paid to go to this school. But now you're seeing people who still in high school who are gamers. They don't even need to go to college. They're in high school getting paid like fifty k to hundred k because they have a following, you know, and like I'm talking about like people like Charlie D'Amelio, uh, Booga, like Clicks, all these young like prodigies in their prime, in their, in their craft, and they're just making buck. And they love what they're doing. At least I think they love what they're doing. And I hope they love what they're doing. Uh, yeah, man. Just, just being smart, it's, it's worth more than anything. Being intelligent, yeah. learning stuff, that's what's worth more than anything. But, you know, on the topic of you, uh, Aaron, mm -hmm. should I call you Aaron or Don? You can call me Don. I don't know. Right, my right, real right, name right. is Aaron. Uh, Don's just like my virtual name. We're gonna get to Got that you. point where everybody's calling each other like their virtual name. I'm telling you. <laughs> right, right, right. Speaking of speeding things up. All right. So, so sure. Don, you know, you're a self-described man of many things. Mm -hmm. um, where do your specialties lie, and you know, what are some of the things that you're working on? Um. So for one thirty-seven p.m. Right. That's the context we're talking. Right. Right, yeah, uh, or yeah. just in, gen in general. Um. For me, honestly, bro, I am that nerd who's, I'm the, the, the nerd who's like, you know, I was watching anime, I was watching, I was playing video games, um, I, but I was smart, right? Like in school, I was smart, stuff like that, you know? But then like high school, a little bit of middle school, it's like where I became like more of my prime of like where I just, I don't care what you think, this is what I do. And I'm going to be the best at it. It's like right now that I'm growing up, you know, skip back high school. I'm, I'm, I graduated. I don't plan on going to college at all. Um, I focus on everything. I want to be the guy who knows everything, not because I want to be able to prove everybody wrong, but I want to be able to help everybody. You know, like I just don't want to be, say somebody needs help editing, right? I want to know how to edit. So one day when you don't know something because you had to take a break or you had to take a leave or something, or if somebody else who's uh, trying to get into the editing world, I can be like, yo, you need to do this. That's pretty much what, what I'm trying to do. It's so, like, that's why I, my virtual name is like Dawn. Like, I want to be, 
you know, you know what Don means. It's like, right. it's that guy, you know, like, yeah. so that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be the guy that helps everybody. Simple. Mm-hmm. If I can't help you, cause I don't know it. I want to have those people in my circle, the mafia, the mob who do know what they're doing. And so like, that's me. So for uh, 137 PM though, I, I really focus on like, so first, gaming. like, what is what is 1.37 p.m., just so we put it into context? Got you, got you. So if you don't know, it's owned by our co-owner, I think, um, by Gary V. He, he owns it. It's a media publishing company. Um, and, you know, we cover everything, hip-hop, gaming, cannabis, culture, and that, that's our realm we like to play in. And, you know, and when we talk about culture, we really talk about the things around those fields, like the like – the, you know, we have the 75%, which is the titles that I just named, and then culture is the 25% of, like, anime. You know, like, we, we, we realm in that. Anime, animations, uh, sports cards, like, those are, like, our themes that we know will spike up in the future. Like, you know, we know anime spiking up, but it's not where, where gaming is right now. Like, gaming is taking that leap, but we know anime is going to catch up because if you think about gaming and anime, they're, like, they're, like, yin and yang. So, uh, yeah, so like 137 PM is a media publishing company, and we focus on the people who are the dogs, the underdogs, the immersion, the hustlers, the grinders, the people who like to get dirty, the people who are dirty, you know, like they're just in their bag, and that's what we focus on. And uh, yeah. Right, and people so like how you. do you. Right, exactly, and you too. And so, like, mm-hmm. how do your skills fit into that and your, um, your grind, your ambition? So, honestly, bro, I'm the youngest on the team. I'm 19. Um, I'm the only Aaron who works at Vayner. Oh, no, 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 no. Take that back. I'm the only Aaron that went to from PM. But anyway, so yeah, I'm the youngest. I probably consume the most content out of the team as far. And, and, and those are just because I'm a gamer. So meaning I, I, I run off of gamer hours, meaning I'm probably up. I have 24 hours and I only probably sleep one hour of the 24 hours, which I'm going to fix. You know, like that's something I'm really trying to uh, critique myself on. But like I consume the most of the content, meaning I'm seeing everything. Like, you know, right now I'm only, you know, I'm only using my Mac. Like I said earlier, I got to get my, my Wi-Fi from my crib and then I move into that spot. But like, bro, I live up with three monitors and one TV. I'm looking at everything. You know, I know what's trending before it's trending. It's kind of how I try to see myself for the team. Is like, before a meme comes out on Twitter, I know it's about to pipe up because I've been on Twitter all day. And then I give it to the team like, yo, we need to make assets for Twitter. Let's do something for uh, IGF. And that's kind of how we move. I mean, then I'm also like the community manager type guy. It's where like, if you're on Twitter, you're most likely talking to me. If you're in our DMs, you're most likely talking to me. Uh, I do IG lives, you know, I do a lot of TikTok and stuff like that. And I've been streaming on Twitch. So like, that's, that's where I just try to add as much value as I can towards the team. Uh, and then of course I do like the esports and gaming and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, man. So what do you think the benefits, you know, because it's, it's the classic saying, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. What do you think as a young person, um, you know, 18, 19, 20, you know, maybe even before 16, 17, 18, what do you think the costs and benefits are between being an everyman, you know, trying everything, consuming everything, or just like focusing on one thing from the jump? (laughs) That's a very good question. Oh, snap. I like that question. Um, honestly, so, you know, just to let you in on my, how I think of life, I think of everything, like, I think everything's everything, first off, right? Um, you know, people like to say, 
they like to pinpoint one thing and be like, don't do that because it's unhealthy. I think everything's unhealthy, but I also think it's healthy. You know, it's like really just all perspective. So when you think, when you talk about both of those, both of those are good for different people though, different strokes for different folks, you know? Um, so like I'm the type of person who wants to do jack of all trades. I want to be able to be able to good in different sorts. Where there's other people who need to focus on that one thing. And, you know, like, you can still be successful in each, but you need to know yourself. And that's where awareness plays into it. And I don't want to sound like Gary, but, like, before I even knew who Gary was, these are the thoughts that I had. I just didn't know how to interpret it until I seen Gary's content. I'm like, oh, this is how you say these things that I'm thinking. So, like, that's basically it. You need to understand yourself and have awareness of, like, what makes you dominant. So, like, if I focus on one thing, and then also, like, I'm super weird, bro. Like, I don't like always doing something that I'm good at. Because I'm not really, I don't think I'm progressing. I like to be the guy that's against the ropes, under pressure. Because, you know, I was the kid, the kid in, in school who procrastinated the last day to do a project and still got a 98, you know? So, like, I'm yeah, like, okay, right. if I can do that, I don't really need to, you know? And so, like, that's why I try to do jack of all trades. Because now I'm trying to juggle. And juggle takes a lot more focus to me, I believe, than somebody who's trying to focus on the tunnel. So all you got to right. do is run straight. If you're juggling, you got to look at all three things while keeping the hands uh, and, and rhythm. So, like, that's what I think. So that when it comes to benefit, you can benefit from both. You just got to know yourself. That's a very yeah, good for sure. Yeah, for sure. Amen, for sure. I mean, the way I, – I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, for me, there's not one standout talent that I have. And, but, more, but most importantly, there's not one standout interest that I have. I feel right. like I'm just – I like being interested in everything. You know, because you are everything, bro. Right, right. I mean, that I think that's the key. Just take interest in as many things as you can, because you know, there's so many kids out here. Even though they have the world at their fingertips, they have no idea what they want to do. They have no idea what they want. I mean, it's just like, bro, just look, just watch a YouTube video, read it, like you know, read a book, you know, watch a documentary. I mean, there's so much out there, and so I think you know, for us kids, best thing we can do is find stuff to be interested in. And act on it because, like you said, like there's people who's not doing that, and if we don't do what we're, 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 we're preaching, we're not. Like I think the best way to get through, through somebody is really actions. Like, like they say, actions speak louder than words, and it does. Like, you know, words hold a lot of weight, but actions really show somebody that you meant what you said. And like that's what I'm doing. Like, bro, when I moved, like you, you said you heard the interview. Like, and I'm gonna repeat it. Like, my when I first told him I was going to New York. They was like, how are you going to get there? I'm telling them, like, don't worry about it. They're telling me don't go. I'm like, I'm going. It's too late. I'm already. Now, guess what? I've been there and then I'm back. And I'm still, like, I, I know, just know so much. Like, I mean, I knew so much then, but I know so much now. Like, I'm in these rooms having these conversations, which is breaking my mind to even more quantums of thinking, meaning I can help anybody now. So, like, like you said, 100%. Yeah, man. Um and, you know, that, that path, you know, there's very few kids like you who are going to take that path, especially after high school. Um, yeah. Because the, the, the classic path, the one that I'm taking, the one that most kids are taking is, you know, straight to college. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong so, with that. Right, right, right. But, you know, for kids like you, um, you know, you've been very successful, but the, the common question is, uh, what are you going to do? after like if you're not going to go to college what are you going to do so what were those plans that you really uh, had in mind 
So like before I even seen, before I even knew there was hosting for until 7 p.m., my parents was already it was still gaming. You know, mm. this is when I was really in my comp Fortnite. That's when I was taking Fortnite serious. I was gonna play comp in Fortnite, and like I was really good on controller, and I was just switching the keyboard and mouse, and I was getting super serious about that. And so like you know, I was just gonna do be a content creator for gaming. That's it, and also like do side hustles of like helping my family business. Uh, I even got some chickens from a guy I made a deal with, and I was gonna start at, like selling chicken eggs, you know? Then I was gonna start an agriculture farm. Because, you know, like, honestly, bro, I'm from Georgia. Uh, I've been in Atlanta, Clayton County. So more city type vibes to where like entrepreneurs in Georgia are mostly selling clothing lines, right? And so like, right. I wouldn't go to South Carolina, the country and sell t-shirts. I would go to South Carolina and sell country stuff like eggs, Watermelons, cantaloupes. Yeah, I, I want to know what your what was your what was your business plan for that because that that's really cool. Um, so like honestly, I was gonna sell to the family first, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't gonna give stuff for free. I was giving away stuff for free just so they know like my eggs are good, and because like I was feeding my my chickens on a different diet. I had them on like I was eating them a unique diet of like pellets and also feeding them fruits so the eggs had a different flavor to them. Um, and so like you know I bought. I seen some like cartons off at Walmart for like 99 cents. So like I bought all of them. <laughs> I was like, these 99 cents? <laughs> I bought all of them. Mind I tell you, I'm in a country. So like where I'm at, Walmart is like a good 45 to an hour drive from me. So I was like, okay, we're right. getting these right now. Uh, and then honestly, I got me a label maker. And I was like, okay. I was like, but I, what I got name of Imperial Eggs. That was the name from. Uh, and I just labeled it on the carton. And I said, I sold them for like $3, a dozen. Yeah. dozen eggs, $3, you know, boom, there. And then I think I was selling 18 eggs for like three fifty, something like that. And then I was going to use that money to build up the agriculture farm to buy like the dirt, soil, the tools, the seeds, and then let that money fumble in. Because mind to tell you, I was staying at this family house of mine where I'm not paying rent. One thing I'm paying is for my phone bill and the Wi-Fi, even though I'm broke. You know what I'm saying? But I was I was able to manage those too. And I was happy. Like, even though I paid those and I was probably broke, I was happy. And you know, true story. I know I'm rambling, I'm talking a lot. Sorry. But um uh, well, this is this is your interview, bro. Ramble as much <laughs> as you want. Uh, I didn't say this on Sasha's uh when he had me on there, and I think this is really gonna be important. Before I had the job at 1 7 p.m., I was working and honestly, bro, I believe in a lot of manifestation, energy, everything is everything. One of my first jobs was um, Chick-fil-A, right? And Chick-fil-A, what you learn from there is really just customer service and top tier customer service. And communication too, because you know, of the headset, you gotta learn how to talk to people over a phone. Because when you're in front of people, you can, there's a different vibe, right? But when you're over the right. phone and the headset, it's like, you gotta change the voice and stuff like that. And then it also taught me how to confront people, you know? like. And, and and like I said, I love being against the ropes. So like, say an order was messed up, I love getting at those people. Because now I get to practice their verbiage on how to calm them down and handle the situation. And so like, that was in Georgia. I moved to South Carolina. And my first job here was at a customer service for AT&T, like the, the call center, right? right. So it's like, you walk into this building, there's 100% all these computers, all these people with headsets, hand sanitizer, this verbiage on how to talk to people and stuff. And so, like, I was just in this job because it was paying you to train. So I was like, oh, I'm, I 
training and getting paid, say less. It was good pay too. Right. And so like, you know, after training, he was on the floor. Mind to tell you, I hated this job. Really, really hated this job. And, you know, my granddad's like one of those old school guys. He's like, don't quit this job until you find another one. Well, I hated this job now. So I quit. I quit. And the way I quit it was I, did, I just didn't show up the next day. And that was like two months before when since 7 p.m. tweeted this thing out. And the only reason I, the other reason I quit was because like they had us learning, working these long hours, like 10 hours a day. And that wasn't enough time for me to you know, like work on my farm, basically, per se. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to quit. And that's what I did. So, yeah. Yeah, and so was the farm idea after you quit AT&T? No, it was always the 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 goal because I was raised up when I, you know, when I was oh, right, during right. the summers, I would sell watermelons. My granddaddy had me on that type of hustle where I was like selling watermelons during the summer. And I was like, wow, that's something that stuck with me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to move here and open up a market. And like, I'm going to sell all types of fruits. I'm going to sell eggs. Because think about it. I live in a town. These people have to drive 45 minutes right. to an hour to the store. Meaning if I can like start this up, they don't got to go travel over there. I could get all this, you know, money and stuff like that. And like, that's what I was uh, going towards. Yeah. So, I mean, your, 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 your goal has always yeah. been to, you know, fill that niche in the market that's missing. And yeah. It seems like a pretty good idea, but something that really caught my ear in that uh, Sasha interview was mm-hmm. um, I didn't know that, which was, which is really interesting. Um, you're trying to patent your grandpa's barbecue sauce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, bro, so we have festivals in, the, in South Carolina and stuff like that. And, you know, barbecue, is that, that's that meal, you know, like who has the best barbecue? And then after that line is who has the best barbecue sauce? And if mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, my granddaddy really has that sauce. Like, it, it, and I'm not saying this because he's my granddad. Like, I'm going to be bluntly honest. If it was nasty, I'm like, yo, this is, I don't like eating this. But my granddad's uh, sauce is really good. Like, it can go right. on anything. I've had it on anything. I'm telling you. I've had it on his barbecue. I've had it with shrimp. I had it with, like, on rice. It just makes a meal more flavorful and stuff like that. And so, like, you know, my granddad, something I'm trying to focus on also is, like, generational wealth. I'm trying to, you know, break that as I'm buying sports cars, Pokemon cars. Like, if it's not valued at a high rate right now, it will be in the future. And that's, like, what I'm – I'm okay with being the starting horse who's not getting the much value of everything I'm buying because I know in the future it's going to benefit itself. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm trying to patent my granddad's sauce. And guess what? I'm down here, and I, I got word that it's still not patent. And so, like, you just reminded me that now I need to add that back on my list of, like, yo, we need to get a sauce patent because, you know – it happens, you know, you know how life is, you know, you, you born, you, you live and then you, you got to go. Right. And so like, before he goes, like, I want that to, to stay here with the family because I want the sauce is really good. Like my mom know how to make it now. My uncle know how to make it now. I want to personally know how to make it, but I also think we need to have a patent so it can, it, it can live through and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So you, you seem to always be wanting to create something. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I think is what this country runs off of. Um, 
And where do you think you get that from? I mean, because it seems like you just go, you start one thing, you go to the next, you go to the next, just creating things. And now you're a creator for, yeah. uh, you know, 137. So where do you think you get that from? Bro, that's really a good question. Right, man, is giving me the good question. Hey, but, man, okay, I, I practice, okay? I, okay, okay. Tell, right? <laughs> um, but honestly, I don't know. Like, it, it's really just as I have two responses to this question where I don't know, but the other one is like, really, it's me being inspired by other people. Like, when I see other people create stuff, it's like, wow, you know? And it sparks my idea. It's like, but if they did this, and it's never me go tell them you could have did this. It's always let me try to do this. Because like I told you earlier, I like pressure because it, it's teasing me with failure. And it's like... Honestly, bro, like I've lost a lot. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking like materialistic and physical world stuff, but like, bro, you know, high school wasn't my peak year at all. Like, I hated high school. When I tell you, bro, I like, I wish I was like Gary. I really wish I had, like, I really wish I had my report card to really show because I was skipping school on a daily just to stay, to stay home and play video games. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, I think people like Gary, people like Denzel Washington, people like Myth, Daquan, uh, Hamlins. You know, when I see people succeed, it motivates me on a creative level of like, what if this happened? What if this happened? And then like, and then this, I don't want to sound egotistic, but for some reason, I always, I am always ahead of the, the next thing. It's, it, it just happens. Like, for example, Money Heist on Netflix, right? Bro, right. I was watching that two years before everybody got hip to it, you know? <laughs> and so like, Crazy thing is, that show's from Spain. Like, right. nobody in America was watching that. Right. And the only reason I was really watching it, because, like, with anime, I, I don't watch dub, I watch sub. And so, like, right. you read your subtitles. So, like, I'm okay with reading, like, a foreign language. So, like, by the way, I didn't put on, I didn't translate the, the, the show to English. I kept mm -hmm. it on, like, Brazil, I think they're speaking. Not Brazilian, because I don't think Brazil is a language. But I think, I think it? it's a uh, Spanish. Portuguese, uh, Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like I was like just reading it. It's so, like now it's like two years later, and I think it, it piped up this year. I'm like, yo, where are you guys? You know, like you guys are kind of late and stuff like that. Right, right. And so it's like those things inspire me, honestly. So like right now we're going through some PM. What I'm trying to dig into is like being loud that yo, I'm ahead of everybody, and then it comes and it's like oh don and then that's another thing that's healthy for my brand is like don it's like this guy you know but um yeah yeah man um so this job seems to suit you really well for sure and i want to talk about it more because mm -hmm. you know you're 19 and this brand really caught my eye um yeah. when gary posted about it two years ago because i was like this is exactly my kind of thing mm -hmm. business pop culture entrepreneurship mixture is just like this is exactly what i like um i mean you know the way you got in was responding to one of tyler's tweets so tyler's uh gary's right hand man yeah um you know when he responded to you uh you said he had some questions about like you know what are your what are your ideas for the brand mm -hmm. what were your ideas <laughs> bro honestly my ideas was, honestly, this is how I did it. I looked at their Twitter. I noticed they weren't doing some things that I thought should be done because 
it's cool. Like, it's something that I just found cool. And, you know, when I was in my beginning peak with this team, it was just things that I, I knew. I, I, when it comes to me, it's more of a feeling. Like, my, cause my intuition really never leads me wrong on certain things. And, like, that's what I was hitting at with 4.37 p.m. It was like, yo, we should start doing this with our Twitter. We should start responding like this with our Twitter. Be careful how you enter into this scene because you don't want to act like you know everything where you're just not entering this scene and stuff like that. And that was kind of my reproach. And then another thing that, you know, where so I was like, what, that, what were some like specific examples you had of like, real, um, you know, ideas? So Twitter being like Wendy's, Wendy's is known for bashing out on Twitter, you know, like right, right. being loud, uh, retweeting comments and stuff is like, it's like, that's what I want to do for our Twitter. And that's what I've been doing. And it's like being loud, being, you know, I'm going to share a tactic that I kind of do is like, I do target engagement to where like I say something that people are most likely not going to like, but it's true, but it just hasn't happened yet. It's like, it's like one of those things, my intuition things where it's like, I know this is about to pipe off, but people right now think, think it's about to pipe off. So I'm going to say this and then, now they're about to start commenting. They're about, and now what I get to have, because what I was about to get to earlier was like community is something else that I brought to the table. Well, not brought to the table, but it was putting in my, when he asked me that question, it was like community management. But now when I ask that question, I get to dig into the comments and have that one-on-one -on -one engagement on like, let's do this. Like, you believe this? Why do you believe this? Because when people can do that, now you know what they really care about. And now on our side, we can start delivering content that they really care about. Because like, if we just post Call of Duty is cool, okay. But if Everybody you say Fortnite, that. right. But if you say Fortnite is better than Call of Duty, now you get a whole bunch of people saying, you, you, get, you get those people who's bringing up data and stats and they're saying this and that and why they like this. Or you might get these people who say this is true because it is. And now it's your job to go in there and have the conversation so you can get more data for future content. Right. And that's how, that's how I kind of go about it. I'm kind of a, a psycho addict when it comes to content uh, getting put out. Yeah, I mean, that's very Gary-esque. And I want to stay on that, you know, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily you – saying that you learned that from being there, but like, mm -hmm. what are some of the skills, what are some of the things you learned by just being in that Vayner media bubble? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be mindset. It can be mindset. It could be technical skills. Like what have you learned? Honestly, bro, it's everything. It's how to approach. Honestly, I don't know. Cause now that I'm thinking about it, I, I don't think I really went into here. I've learned a lot, right? But I also knew a lot. It's, I, I knew stuff I didn't know I knew. Mm -hmm. and, and Tyler actually told me this one that time. He was like, bro, you know stuff that you don't know. Like, because I was, and he said that because I was actually, you know, moving and I was doing actions on stuff. Like I was, I was making things happen. And he was like, bro, you know, you know, you know things that you just don't know you know. And I was like, I was like, what does he mean? And now that you asked me that question, I was like, okay, that's kind of what he means. Like, you know, I knew to go in, respond to the comments having these conversations, asking questions, um, talking about things people actually care about, um, and actually having the data to know what they care about. A lot of, I think, you know, not for my team, but some teams and brands assume that their, their audience doesn't care about content. But how do you know they don't care about the content if you never talked about the content? Right. So where I go and it's like, if I post something that only gets five likes, okay, now I know they don't care about this content rather than me assuming and, and like you, you you would get that a lot where you like think this idea is not good 
but you won't know that. It's like, a, there's a lot of content that I think is not going to do good that I tweet out or put on IG and I come back and it has like thousands of likes within like an hour or so. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to dive in more. And so if, it, if this team has taught me anything, it was like, don't assume too much without at least a little bit of data. Um, communication, over-communicating is not annoying. It's insightful. Um, always testing. Like, over here, we don't never we, – we know a loss, but we don't never walk away with that loss without learning. That's how we go about things. It's like growth and building through our losses. We're okay with taking a loss. When other brands, they're not. But they're not going to grow at the rate that they think they're going to grow out. By the way, we believe in long term, right? So, like, okay, there's other people who went in. We're winning at a slower rate, but we knew the outcome. We know the outcome of, like, okay, when this time hits, boom. Everybody's going to be like, okay, 1 to 7 p.m. Like, sport cars right now. There's no other brand talking about sports cars as much as we are that I have knowledge of. But what we're also seeing is now people are getting into sport cars. But who do you think they're not going to start coming to? 1 to 7 p.m. Because 1 to 7 p.m. is one of the big brands that is talking about sports cars. But we're not only talking about sports cars, we're talking about trading cars too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're okay with talking about the geek stuff because we understand the geeks become cool always. It's just how it happens. The jock, right. the jock is cool for a moment, short value, long-term value. We're winning. Hip hop, you like, listen, bro. We talk to hip hop stars all the time. We're in contact with gaming stars all the time. TikTok stars all the time. We are the, the sport card stars at the moment. As far as like Gary B being so loud as at the rate, not the rate, but at the platform he's at, and when I mean platform, like having over over a mill on over on all his platforms and stuff like that. So like, that's what I've learned from this team. Is and I'm appreciative of it, honestly. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm sure there's a lot, and you know, I just want I just want to know, you know, going from high school, which I'm gonna make an assumption here because this was my mm-hmm. experience, not necessarily having. Uh, being surrounded by like-minded people going f- is that true for you that I was surrounded by like-minded people uh, that, that you weren't in high school oh yeah I weren't at all no. right right so like what was it like transitioning from that to you know maybe a vainer um, environment which you know you're surrounded by people who you, you can all feed off of each other um, so like when I was around people that weren't like-minded as me what I did the most is I spoke more than I listened because I knew all of them were wrong or I knew everything that they were saying already. And I just didn't want to hear that. And so like <laughs> yeah. when I, and it's so funny you asked this question because when I got the job, like when I got the job and I was still in South Carolina, I was like, I was like this. I was like, when I get here, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to listen. I'm going to indulge as much information as I can. Right. And then I got here and it's like, bro, like I literally said this on the other one, but like you're seeing all these people now you're listening and Tyler's introducing me to this person. I'm like, oh snap, you know these people type energy. And so like it's it you get pumped, really. That's the feeling you get. It's like, like honestly, quarantine has slowed me down, but bro, when I entered in February and March, I, bro, I was going dummy. I like I was going dummy when I got there, but I was about to go even harder. Like I started the dis- Discord. I'm they let me in on Twitter and stuff like that. Like I was getting our Twitch studios right and stuff. Like, I was about to go so dummy, but um, but it motivates you. 
because now you, you feel like you're at home. You feel like you can talk to these guys and they understand what you're saying at a, a certain uh, scale, you know? And so, and I think it's always to be around, it's always cool to be around other creatives because then you get inspired to be more creative. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's always, that's something I'm, I'm trying to do uh, as well. And I think people should strive to do uh, too. Um, you know, you could argue that maybe being surrounded by people you know, who only agree with everything you say is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but you can't. And that's the thing. Right. I'm, I'm glad you said that. They don't here. I'm going to be honest. Like, like, they, and that's what I like, though. Like, I honestly, bro, it's weird with me, but, like, I like honesty. Like, I like, I like, I like losing. I don't, like, bro, I'm a winner because I like losing. That's how I look at it. Like, I think people don't understand the difference between strength and strong. Strong is you're able to get punched and still punch back. Strength is you're able to take punches. And that's what I'm working at because I know if I throw punches, they're going to execute precisely and, and kill. But I want to get better at having strength, being able to take criticism. Like one of the questions I ask the most, I'm starting to ask the most is like, can you critique this? Can you critique this? Because now it allows me to have insight on what you're valuing, meaning now I can bring that to my table and add more flavor towards the sauce. And so like, I like that you said that. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a key. Um, and, you know, you, you said you were going dummy in, in, in February, in March, and it sucks, man. It sucks that yeah. that corona came along. Um, you know, like we were saying before, you know, at least you have your computer, at least you can communicate. Um, yeah. But what have you done at 1.37 p.m. that you are most proud of? Jeez, bro. Ooh. Mm, good question. Um, dang, what is it? I think it is. I don't know. I think I think I add different flavor towards the team, and I think we all do. When I talk, you know, like Shami, Amari, like I think we all add different flavor. And but I think th the reason I'm proud of me doing the same thing that everybody else is doing is because I have enough courage to do it too, and that's something that I think I've done is like just really show who I am. Like, I act like a 19-year-old. Like, I think that's something that could be said, but I also speak, like, I have a lot, of, a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge, and, like, I've been in the game for a while also, which is weird. So, like, I think I add uniqueness, and, yeah. Like, that's a great question, and I think I gave a simple answer, but, like, I think the simple answer is beautiful right here, just because it's, like, the truth. It's, like, I think I add uniqueness, you know? means to um you know if credit cards we can just type in our credit know, cards right? online and yeah. so you know we need to be heard by media agencies you know we need to be spoken to and i think you know having a 19 year old on the team definitely adds that perspective true 100 percent. i just like you said that yeah i think yeah because the culture is different like you know i'm looking at it now and i feel like i'm an old man just looking at tiktok like bro i'm like like I'm not looking at it like, oh, this is nasty, but I'm like, yo, this is way wild and on TikTok, you know? I'm like, I'm, so like, yeah, 100% right. Um, and we do consume more, and I feel bad for brands who don't involve more of us in their businesses. Because if you honestly think about it, bro, like, the future is here. Like, people think the future is not here yet. It's here. 2020 is that year. It's, it's the transition into the next, like, this is what it is, right? And so, like, brands who don't 
involve us, I think they're not going to understand some things. They're not going to understand. And the reason I say this, this is important. With our age group, we're very confrontive, meaning we will confront you if it is wrong. More than I think, I think we have more braveness. I'm not trying to be, like, I just think it is. We have more braveness than others, right? It's like, if we don't agree with something and don't like it, we're going to make it known. And we're so rude. We're like, I'm going to be honest, we're rude. Like, you're looking at comments, like, bro, you can get some rude comments from us. So I think if you don't involve us, you're not going to understand how to counter those kind of comments and how to prevent that type of energy. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're more outspoken than ever. Than yeah. any, like, you know, even though we are expected, so I, we're kind of more encouraged than previous generations to speak out and mm-hmm. to be intelligent about things and to make decisions about things. I mean, just politics is an example. Like, you know, all of the older folks that I speak to say, I never knew this much about politics as you guys do, you know? Yeah. Everybody's updated on the candidates, on the issues, on everything. <laughs> Yo, I saw, yeah, yeah. I saw a, a, uh, somebody say, they were like, <laughs> while, the, while the parents give you the birds and the bees talk, you have to give them the talk about the military-industrial complex. <laughs> it's like, because we, we know about that's, that stuff. That's a fact. Like, Gary said this one day, he was like, the kids parent the parents more than the parents parent the, the kid. And he said, he said something like that. And I'm like, that's 100% true. Like, one, I didn't even need to have the bees and the butterfly, whatever that crap was called, with my parents. Bro, I had the internet. I'm talking about some, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at a comment. I'm like, what does this comment mean? And now I'm going to Google. I'm like, oh, hold up. So <laughs> whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. So it's like, it's like, also, when I came back home, my granddad's like, yo, just watch the news, watch the news. I'm like, bro. I'm seeing everything you're about to see before you see it on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Wait, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just gaining more information at a faster scale than you are right now. Exactly. So 100%. And it's weird because some of us don't understand how to manage this information overload because it can be draining, you know? You know, I mean, on that topic, man, um, one of my teachers this year, my senior year, my European history teacher, This is literally what he said. He said, I cannot teach you at a fast enough pace, at a a decent pace compared to what you can learn on your own by searching it up on Google. And he basically formed the class around us looking shit up on Google because he knows like he can try and teach us stuff, but we can learn it so much more, so much faster just by Googling everything, you know? 100%. Bro, I probably escaped a lot of text messages and emails sent to, like, people on the team by just Googling crap. Right. Like, I literally just Google it. Like, I might, I might send, have an idea to send an email out because I don't know some information. I'm like, Google. And then also what I'm starting to do more now is, like, I will Google something and put Reddit at the end of it because now I get the discussions. And I get to get a sight of, like, what people are valuing more than just on Google. And so, like, yeah, shoot, Google and Reddit are under, not, I'm not gonna say underrated, but those are what I've been paying attention to. They're key, man. That's where I get all my info. Um, but yeah, man. Um, oh, of course, as soon as you got to New York, right? You made the long trek from the country to the big city. Uh, you know, that must have been an experience on its own. Uh, hey, man. Did Gary or, or whoever just start paying you right away? Start ro- rolling in the in the big bucks? No, <laughs> no, bro. 
I think I had to wait. I think it was two weeks. I think. I think it was a week. A week and maybe a week and a half until I got uh my paycheck. Um and I was able to finesse, bro. Like being like I'm not gonna say I tr- struggle, but let's be honest, everybody struggles. They just struggle at a different level, right? It's like I'm from where like one, I don't even eat every day. Two, I don't sleep every day. Like that ain't that ain't nothing to me. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like when when I when I got that on, I was like, I didn't have I didn't have that much money, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I was just finessing. Shoot. Look, I ordered there we go. I ordered Chipotle at the Airbnb I was at. Chipotle was expensive, but the way I move is like I know I'm okay with struggling. So I don't mind doing some stupid, stupid actions. And when I mean stupid actions, I don't mean, I don't care spending 30 to $40 on a Chipotle and then being broke because I know I'm like, I can, I can survive me being hungry. So like I ordered a burrito with some, some, uh, what's the white cheese? What is it? Queso. Queso, right? yeah. Queso. With some queso, which causes extra, with some chips, which causes extra. And I bought a drink, which causes extra. And it was Uber Eats, which made it just. <laughs> and, and then the thing was the me, cost. Bro, yeah, I'm too nice, bro. Like my family, I think my 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 granddad and auntie sent me off with a little bit more money. Then now that I remember, like they, they gave me a little bit extra cash. There was a guy coming up to me. He was like, he needed twenty dollars because like he couldn't get home and blah 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 blah. And I'm so empathetic, bro. Like it's kind of disgusting. Like I just be giving away money. Like and that's another side of me. I don't care for money. Like. When I got the month at 7 p.m., I think I texted somebody this. Or I told my family this. It was like, this job is really because I wanted the opportunity to get more in the field that I'm trying to get into already. I really don't care about the, the money. I don't need a raise. I'm totally fine. I'm fine because I'm getting I'm getting to talk to guys like Tyler. I'm getting to talk, get information on these certain things. And it's like, that's just all I want. I want information. I don't, you know, I don't care for money at all. Money to me is an illusion. And, you know, what society doesn't know is like money basically is an illusion because we give it value. Uh, if like, if you want to be honest, like if everybody believes money doesn't have value, it doesn't have value. Right. It's, it's a piece of paper, right? It's so, like my mind is and, like, that's why like at school, I'm like the weird guy out. Cause like, I just don't care for money. I don't care for these things. I don't care to buy my, my, my graduation uh, cap and gown like why am I buying it first of all type type of thoughts I don't care to get a yearbook stuff like that um it's like that was where my head was at and it's really weird yeah but, uh a lot of things are worth more than money I mean yeah you know, I mean it's a necessity at, though right like it, it, yeah unfortunately it is you know especially in this society that we live in especially where we live I mean Americans yeah. being American you valuing money we value money really you understand high. that you kind of need it even though you don't need to believe in it type right thing. like bro yeah can I, tell you? I gave the guy 20 dollars and i ordered chipotle like, like i literally have receipts to back all of this up if i i don't i did uber i did delete uber eats but i wonder if i download it back because i might tweet this out bro <laughs> i felt so bad for certain pe- people who was working during corona or uber eats like i was donating twenty dollars to thirty dollars to them as a tip even with my food costing already like twenty to thirty dollars mind to say bro i'm not rich i don't got money like that but i have i have money you know what i'm saying to give 
It's like, I think I ordered Uber Eats like three times, four to five times. And I gave all those guys like 20 to 30 tips. And the reason I'm saying this is because like, I'm too nice. I'm just, when I came to New York, I was too nice. You know, I'm like, I think it was the Southern in me. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, New Yorkers are, they're tough, man. Yeah. Bro, 100%. Bro, I was like, I know why y'all mad. Because when I, when I came down there, it was cold as hell. I was like, I was like, I was like, I know why y'all mad. It stinks oh my God. and it's cold. I would be mad too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it stinks, it's cold, and there's garbage yeah. on the street. Yeah, I know why y'all mad now. Shoot. <laughs> no, nah, that's dumb funny. I mean, no, I, I love New York. I mean, I'm from the suburbs, but gotcha. I, and I've never been, I've never been uh, to the south. Uh, but you know, from what you're saying and from what I've heard, it, it, it's a different vibe for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm from Georgia, and that's more city south, so like right. everything's closer. But I'm also like also a country boy, where it's like I'm in South Carolina, where everything's far. Like the land's big. Literally, it's like blocks. It's like Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, right. But except you can't, you know, fly and uh, right travel, <laughs> hold down up arrow. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, um, you know, what are the projects you're working on now? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I want to know what you're consuming. What what games are you playing? What shows are you watching? What movies are you watching? Podcasts, books. So th- that, those are my final questions. Okay, let me start with gaming. For so like another reason why I go by Don is like. I play every game. I play on every console because I understand that the gaming scene is now becoming oversaturated. And for me to have the competitive and awareness advantage, I need to be able to be able to play on anything. I need to be a hybrid. And that's why I like players like unknown who can play on keyboard and mouse and play on controller because now you're not limited. So like I play Fortnite, Call of Duty, um, Valorant. It's like, I make sure my mechanics are down as far as aim, understanding and under awareness uh, i love minecraft what else um i love like games like master effect what the walking dead gta rp this is so dope uh, it's like those are the games that i'm like playing um i haven't played fall games yet but 368 just challenged us on twitter so i'm gonna be going against them soon who's that, who's um, that? do you know who nick i'm about to forget i'm but 360 is like a gaming, streaming type business started by uh-huh. this guy. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, but he's a cool guy, great guy. Nacy, I think. Nace or something like that. But yeah. Um, and then books and podcasts. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't listen to podcasts just because I don't make time to. I don't really have a system when it comes to when I wake up. Like my schedule right now that I fix it since I'm home. It's like go to t- bed between 12 and 2, wake up around 7 and 8. And during that time period, it's work. It's limited that I, I really take a break because now that I'm working from home, I forget that I, I have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to listen to Gary as much as I can. As far as like his old content, I just, the reason I don't like the new content because it's like questions and stuff like that. And it's like so. You mean, you mean like the events where he's uh, talking like Gary, right? Um, day, Daily V stuff like that. Um, it's like I try to consume that a lot, and then YouTube content. I do a lot of that. Lo-fi music. You know what I'm saying? I gotta keep that on. I gotta listen right, to right. the slow and reverb. 
and then books like i really wish i was in my room to really show you bro i have so many books like new ego uh, manifesto motivation or is motivation manifesto that's a great book that i suggest everybody read um like those are the books that i'm reading and that's pretty much it i think that was all on that question right yeah 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 for sure um what are you working on for well before i ask that what would you say have been the pieces of content that have affected your life the most so you know gary v um but like what artists what music artists and what books have like changed your life movies too? Um, damn i like this question i might steal some of these i might steal this question i'm gonna steal this question and put it on the Go ahead, thing man. that i'm working on but um so i'm gonna start with like actors gamers singers and going to people who motivate me i'm gonna name like one to three of them so acting denzel washington he, he motivates me the most wesley snipe he act, he motivates me what's your favorite um, denzel movie denzel american gangster um that's, that's my I favorite like, too and yeah, malcolm x is also my favorite that too like i think denzel washington he can go in any movie and kill it like honestly yeah um oh and then like wesley snipes because blade right. is like my favorite movie of all time so like you know and demolition man is like one of my favorite movies so like i like him as far as actors who people who motivate me to go harder artist wise rest in peace nip rest in peace pop smoke those are guys who really motivated me as far as you know you know nip being an entrepreneur i said more wisdom type guy yeah. um pop smoke he just gives me that vibe of just go hard like you know what i'm saying like like attack what i'm about to attack with aggressiveness that's what pop smoke gave me um it's so like rest in peace both of them uh roddy rich i really like him too like he's a great rapper uh jay-z kanye west are people and you know i know i say kanye west and people are like very like they're gonna be like you know what i'm saying yeah the way i see his music is you know i really wish people i wish people don't li- i don't think people listen enough they don't listen enough they they hear they hear first two words and they cut off of that. So are you they, talking about his music or his opinions here? Both. Okay. Even though mm-hmm. some of the BS he be saying is BS and he shouldn't be saying it. Or not that he shouldn't be saying it, but he needs to find a different way to say it. Um, and I think that's actually for everything that he says or for most of it is like, you know, he's targeted engagement too much. Like what I was saying. Earlier. <laughs> he's like saying right, right. too much stuff to trigger people. Um, Everything he says is controversial. Right. <laughs> and, and, but music wise, like, honestly, bro, like, you know, everything that's happening right now, I wish people would listen to, it. I don't know the exact songs, but some of the songs he put out are talking about what's going on right now. Like, right. people just don't, they don't, they're not listening until he starts acting chaotic. And then, like, now whose fault is it that he's acting chaotic? Is it truly his fault or is it our fault? And like I said earlier, I'm super empathetic towards people. So I was like, Okay, he's bashing out, but there's always a cause and effect, whether you like it or not. Like, okay, I'm glad we're going into this. I, I think there's accountability, but there's still cause and effect. If you draw a one on the table, there's still two, still two sides to it. Even though you're drawing a one, there's still two sides to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so like, that's what I try to look at is like, okay, he's acting this way, but still. His music influences me and motivates me to go hard. Jay-Z. <laughs> I think that's why I love Don so much and Hove. I don't want to steal Hove because that's still his and it's still like he's made it that name. 
Like, you know, like yeah. many people didn't even know Hove meant Jesus. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like hope like, you know, Jay-Z, he really might motivates me. And then what else? So I said get artists. I said, okay, we're gonna put Gary in there, he motivates me too. Um and then we're gonna go to gamers. Gamers like Daquan, Myth, Hamlins, uh, King Richard, um, Ninja too. Ninja motivates me. Doctor Disrespect motivates me. Tifu, Booga, Unknown. A lot of them motivate me. Um, I used to watch a guy named Chris in the Mic back in the day, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. As far as people who who influenced me. Yeah, right, man. And uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's, there's so much content out there. It's hard not to be influenced by it. Uh, yeah. And you know, music for sure. I mean, Kanye. I think I think he's one of the greatest uh, hip hop artists ever. But you know, he does say some crazy shit. No, hundred percent, bro. Shoot. My man be walking around saying, "Shoot." I don't think he realizes the weight of his words. I mean, he was trying to run for president. But those can, I think also though, like, and that's 100%, I agree with you, you're what you're saying. But those candidates don't have the influence Kanye has. Regardless of like- Cultural they, influence. Exactly. And I think that's something people don't look at. That's important. Whether you like it or not, that is gonna, right now, it's not as important as people think it is. In the future, I think that's gonna be super, like people are gonna start understanding what, what, what culture, think about this. What is those people called? K-pop. Right. Do you see how much like if you're the president and say the K-pop stands are are supporting you? Are you trying to run for say if you're Kanye and K-pop stands with you? Imagine now how many votes you're about to get. Right. You literally you literally have K-pop fans who can run the internet, but they vote for you, right? And so like, I I, I get what she's trying to do, but like I don't think it was the right time. Like you got to think about it. Look at the year, bro. It's, you know. Yeah, I mean, but like, just just you know, thinking about the how the man who's in the office now got into mm-hmm. it. He's a celebrity. He's a celebrity as much as Kanye is. And so right. when you're talking about the cultural influence, I mean, Donald Trump, he's had cultural influence mm-hmm. since the '80s. And 100%. now he's president. And uh, I was watching. I was watching yeah. a documentary of the guy who ran his campaign. The great hack. Peace. Uh, no, Roger Stone. Get me Roger no, Stone. No, I'm talking about the documentary. Was it the Great Hack on Netflix? No, 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 it was called Get Get Me Roger Stone. But gotcha. Uh, it's he he said you know he he got he helped get Donald Trump into office. He said politics is just show business, right? It's the same thing, politics and show business. And Donald Trump has been in show business since the '80s. And so, he, you know, for politics, it's like a perfect match. Even even if what he's saying is 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 crazy, mm-hmm. it's basically like a TV show, you know. And so, I totally agree with you on that cultural influence uh, aspect. Yeah, and uh, Pop, man, he was twenty. You know, he was our, he was our age. So, hundred percent. That's what motivates me more of like how to survive out here. Like, I'm country boys so like i want to learn how to run through the woods i want to learn like i mean i know how to do that already like i want to learn how to hunt more and when i say these words learn get better is what i need to start replacing them with but like get better running in the hoods 
hunting. I want to know the anatomy of a human body, but also how to build it up. So like it gets real to me on certain things. But yeah. So recipes yeah, pop, recipes snip. And then I think you had a question like, what am I working on? I think that was. Right, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Um, I got you, bro, I got you. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. I am working on several things. As of now moving back home, mm -hmm. that I'm, now that I'm home, my goal is to get back on that behavior. Uh, not even behavior, but like get on that climb, kind of, of like what I was on February and March of like going dummy, doing damage, being loud. And like, you know, honestly, I'm not gonna downgrade anything that I've been doing these past couple months. Like they've been loud, they've been, they've been calculated and, and executed. But what I'm working on right now is to be as loud as I can, as far as my brand being Don, Aaron, AKA Don, and esports and gaming and culture. Um, I know I'm working on a talk show called Good Game, where I host, and I, we're about to go to season two, but we talk to the big names in the esports and gaming scene that aren't being talked about enough. So like Paradox, who's making a lot of PCs in the culture, uh, as far as Call of Duty scene. Then we talked to, you know, Jason Lake, who's the CEO and founder of a, a org called Complexity Gaming. They're such a good org, by the way. I love that guy. I love the interview that we did. We interviewed Vayner Gaming, as you know, like that just launched. And we, you know, I know the guys behind that. And so like, I just wanted to put them on there to give the audience and their audience perspective on like what's happening. Um, and then I think our recent one was, you know, we had some TikTokers, Lonnie, 3 million on uh, TikTok. And then we had, who was our last guest? Say So, 100 Thieves Say So. The guy behind graphics, 100 Thieves, he's the main guy. So like, that was pretty big to us and pretty big to me. It's like, you know, what I'm working on besides that too is like YouTube content. I'm gonna be streaming a lot on Twitch. Um, I actually love this conversation. I love, you know, your, your questions and I would love to have you like on future projects I might have and stuff like that, you know? Keep I'm you totally in the down, bro, yeah. And so like, like this is like what I'm working on. It's like, I actually like when people ask for like podcasts and stuff. Cause it wanted, it's not just sharing me, but it's sharing the 137 PM that I'm a part of. And like, that's what I'm trying to work on is relations. I don't want to say this part, but I'm gonna say it because I believe if everybody knows on the same knowledge, now more knowledge can be seeked. I am work, working on strictly relations. I want to be able to have relations online because when the quarantine is over and say we get back together and I go to these special events and I want to take an IGS picture, the post on 1 to 7 p.m., it's not going to be any hassle because none of these guys know me. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I'm just trying to use this, this, this time being at home as much as, as strategically possible. Like, I'm trying to be strategic and smart about like how I'm doing things with my time and how they need to, what's the word? How do you need to play out? And so that's what I'm working on is relations, uh, good game, content, picking it up a, uh, a little bit, getting noisier as far as like putting my face out. You know, I feel like one thing one test PM needs to do more is like show our faces more. I feel like I don't think any other social media brand, media publishing brand does that at a scale that I'm thinking of as far as streaming, Uno Nights, IGS stories, like, bro, what media company is actually running IGS stories and they show their faces? I don't think there's none out there, right? So like, I think that- Wait, so IGS, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Instagram stories? Yeah, I don't think there's any oh, other right. media production company at a scale doing what we're doing when it comes to IGS stories. Yeah. Um, 
So like that's something I'm trying to execute more. TikTok, you know, I've been pretty dominant. I think I'm a, I'm a I can say it now. I'm a TikTok star. I have I'm just holding notice. I hold the, the camera around tilted, but bro, I think I have over three million views on TikTok collectively. So that kind of makes me TikTok famous. You know what I'm saying? Uh but so yeah, those are what I'm working on. More content, louder, and exposure to the brand and my personal brand. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can my three listeners find you? Ooh. Mm. They can follow me on Twitter. That's where I get a, give a lot of opinions. Um, that's 137Dawn. So 137Don. And then my Instagram is the same thing, 137Don, except the O and Don is a zero because somebody has my name, unfortunately. So it's 137D0N. And yeah, that's where they can find me. Or they can just at me, not at me, but DM one to seven PM on any platform and they're most likely gonna be talking to me. All right, Don. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. Thank you for having me, bro. I really liked it. Yeah, it was fun.